I'm enrolling in Medicare soon, and it had me a little confused. Then I found MyHealthPolicy.com. With MyHealthPolicy.com, I could go online and compare Medicare Advantage plans from some top-rated national insurers, including $0 monthly premium plans. I could learn about plans in my area and talk with a licensed insurance agent if needed. MyHealthPolicy.com has made doing my research a whole lot easier. My choice, my Medicare, myhealthpolicy.com. New to Medicare? Start now. Go to myhealthpolicy.com to learn about some of the top-rated Medicare Advantage plans in your area, including plans for $0 a month in plan premiums, low out-of-pocket costs, and expansive provider networks. If you're thinking about a Medicare Advantage plan, myhealthpolicy.com is a great place to go to find a plan that meets your needs. Learn more about your options. Even talk with a licensed insurance agent. Myhealthpolicy.com. The Tumbling Saber Podcast is a proud member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Connect with us on Twitter and Facebook. Subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts. Visit our base at StarWarsCommonwealth.com and take your first steps into a larger world. Welcome back, everybody. It's time for episode 153 of the Tumbling Saber podcast. My name's Kyle. My name is Corey. My name is Carlos. What's up, everybody? How's it going? Did you have a good weekend? Good Thanksgiving weekend for our American friends? I hope you guys enjoyed yourselves. Nobody's uh, still in a turkey coma. That's not a thing, you know. That that whole uh, chip the fan thing has been debunked, so I hope nobody's still complaining about that. No, it, it actually comes from overeating. Yeah, and wine. <laughs> yeah, and wine. Mm, sounds good. A ton of meat, heavy heavy potatoes, and pie, and wine. Good lord, no wonder you fall asleep. It's got nothing to do with the turkey. Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> so, how are we doing, guys? Uh, us non-Thanksgiving folks who aren't thankful for anything. Did we, did we have good weekends? Yeah, yeah, it always rubs off on us too. Like we we'd mentioned in past pods that Thanksgiving, you know, <clears throat> we kind of reap the benefits of that as well. It gets a little slow up here, and uh, yeah, I mean, stuff. We got the Black Friday sales, which are pretty awesome. So I, I thought it was a good time to put up the Christmas tree this weekend as well, which was nice. Black Friday stuff that starts like a week in advance now, just as retailers just get way ahead of themselves. <laughs> It's crazy. Like you'll see Black Friday sales extended through next week, even though you you get something called Cyber Monday. <laughs> it's crazy. They, it's just it's, it's it's disgusting actually. But I mean, what are you gonna do? <laughs> you know, you're not gonna. <laughs> oh, it's not gonna stop. It will never. It, ever it won't stop. stop. No, I just call it Black November, and then Black. It could be Black Fall, and then eventually it's just gonna be Black everything. And uh, nobody's going to have any money to do anything. So, uh, yeah. But the, the sales, Carlos, they'll, they'll be insane all, all year round. <laughs> they'll, be, sure. they'll be giving things away. I remember when on Black Friday you used to be able to get 150 bucks off a TV. And it was an actual deal. Yeah, like, it, uh, that's, it, like, like, we're talking like 10 years ago, but 
I uh, now it's like uh, people are trampling over each other for like four bucks and twenty eight cents savings. Dude, I saw a thirty two inch TV today for eighty eight bucks. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that's 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 what I got. <laughs> that's what I have. I have a little little thirty two inch. In my, well, you guys saw my living room. It's pretty small, so it's not like it's uh, completely uh, out of place. But um, yeah, does the job. Yeah, but I'm saying the price. Good price. Whoa. Yeah. Well, yeah, but the, I mean, look, you can get a 55 inch for 400 bucks, even less now. So it's like, yeah, it's it's only normal that a 32 inch is only going to be uh, is only going to be 80 dollars. And I mean, and the cool part is that some of these TVs, 32 inch, yeah, great, but you still get three HDMI import uh, inputs, so it's it's not like uh, you're getting shafted at all, you know. Now there's, there's good deals to be had everywhere. Yeah. And and that's the thing, like I, I you know, I I'm sure you guys got bombarded through email as well. Walmart was emailing me all weekend and Amazon and anybody who wants to sell something was emailing me this weekend with oh, yeah. crazy Black Friday stuff that would start you know, it started feels like it started like a week ago. Our Black Friday sale starts now. Then don't call it Black Friday. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> no, it started it started on uh, on Tuesday. I, the bombardment started on Tuesday. And um, I've had to unsubscribe from uh, from a couple of uh, a couple of favorite retailers. Just like I booked that, I bookmarked them on my uh, uh, on my uh, my computer, but uh, I had to unsubscribe from the email list because it's I too just, much. I just can't. Yeah, I just can't. Just can't. And the, the deals don't seem that riveting to me anymore like you're right carlos no. like sometimes you would see some door crasher deals and go holy cow these yeah. guys are nuts and then they would put like only six in store on the, on the flyer and you go oh my god i need to be there at 3 a.m exactly and so it, it was worth it back then but now it just seems like well, this is the same sale you had last week i don't know i actually some sales uh when i looked at toys r us some of the sales i was like Guys, you you just just finished a sale two weeks ago. <laughs> it was literally two weeks ago. Yeah, well, uh, there you know were what? a couple that were like, I think uh, Toys R Us. I think you could, um, they were clearing out the uh, the Rebel U Wing from Rogue One, which is a great ship, by the way. And if you could find one at sixty five bucks, uh, I would suggest anybody jump on that. That's 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 a no brainer right there. But uh, other than that. Not much great stuff. You can get the resistant transport pod for twenty seven bucks, usual forty. So you're getting a good deal on that. But um, yeah, other than that, maybe Moloch Speeder is ten bucks off. So, but it's a twenty percent. It's not. It's not like it's a, it's a standard deal. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly lame. <laughs> lame. But <laughs> we got to. I got to admit that last year. When I, I got Krennic Shuttle for 62 bucks, that was almost 50% off. That was a good deal. But it was on one item. Yeah, no, that, that, that is a sick item. Oh, yeah, it was crazy. I mean, it's, yeah. If, if I saw another one at the, uh, at the same price, I would have got it again. Well, you have to replace your Krennic Shuttle, don't you? No, no, no. I, I got it back and I rebuilt it. Ah, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's beautiful. It's glorious. Very, very cool. 
Uh, all right. Well, guys, I don't know if you noticed this, but we are now well under 400 days until episode nine. That, well, that I noticed. Correct. It that one came and went. And December nineteenth, twenty nineteen. Yep, we're coming up on it. The one year, but we're now it's it's as we record, it's three hundred and eighty nine days. Beautiful. So yeah, the the, the four hundred barrier just kind of gave up weekly. I saw a few uh, tweets about it and Facebook posts, but I, I you know I don't think people were really jumping up and down for that one. It just kind of came and went. But now we're within range of a year. Awesome, awesome stuff. I'm looking forward to it, man. With trepidation and nerves, but it's day by day gets closer and closer. Uh, all right, so let's let's start the podcast and welcome Ashik to the Powerful Friends family. Welcome Ooh. Ashik, and he's yes, sir. he is just in time for the Art of Solo giveaway that we're going to do uh, in a few minutes here. So Corey, beautiful. Uh, before we add to somebody else's collection, should we do our own? Uh, collecting update if we oh, have, if, I think if we, we oh geez Corey's got to take up the shall. rest of the show here oh man <laughs> uh, that's what I was saying before I was quite uh, quite surprised about the the hunt it was a great hunt to be honest with with you man and Toys R Us for once for once they slashed prices which was really really nice like they had the uh, Emphy's Nest was marked down to 79 I didn't pull the trigger I just I didn't yeah still at that price I don't know but at least it was nice to see that the, the discount is possible there at one point. Um, I was also there. I think they had like 10, 15% off all Star Wars stuff, which is kind of cool. But I found the the Admiral Akbar and First Order Officer set, which is one that I was never really interested in, frankly, whatsoever. And I think the original price point was like 59 bucks. Yeah, that was, went down yeah, to that was 49. Like a, yeah, 59 or $69 piece. Anyway, yeah, 22 bucks. So I was like, you know what? Two figures at that price plus one of them's Akbar. Like, I'm doing it. Twenty two bucks, I you can't go wrong. You ever so wonder then, how Akbar gets his his hands through his sleeves? <laughs> yeah, it's got to be special buttons. It's Velcro. I've I, I'm mystified by that. How does he squeeze that flipper right down the sleeve like that? Or take right, it out for a second? It it's like a ballast. He just like sucks it in for a second. But he's also got enough rigidity to hold a blaster, because some of those those uh, Moncala figures come with blasters. So it's all those fluid sacks. <laughs> Moncala biology fascinates me. Yeah, yeah. How does he stay on water so long? I don't get it. And anyway, same place. I had to pick this up. Uh, this is another one Michelle would have liked, but it was an oversized Funko in Rubius Hagrid from the Harry Potter series. Love that dude. Just saw that Funko. There was like three of them last week down to one. I was like, you are not eluding me. I hadn't seen them elsewhere. So I, I pulled the trigger on that. And then the same day, like I was like, this is, it was crazy out there too. It was a zoo on Friday. Like I just went out for lunch and I was like, I'll stop by, you know? And then I went to that Walmart where I found the L3 and uh, Val and Tobias Beckett like a couple weeks ago. Usually they really have squat, man. It's, pickings are really slim there but again i get there and I, I see l3 back on the pegs and i know she was gone right so i was like oh man they restocked start rubbaging through and boom man the, the new black series wave had dropped with uh they had hoth leia dengar rio durant and skiff lando 
So yeah, at that point, finances were quite tight there. So unfortunately, I was really, I'm really, really, really actually regretting, regretting this now. Like I'm like, oh, what did I do? I should have, should have left one of the others behind. But I, I panicked, man. But uh, I, <laughs> I left Skiffguard Lando behind, and I think that was a bad move. I don't, uh, I'm, I'm really regretting that. So anyway, I picked up Hoth, Leia, Dengar, which I'm really happy with, and and Rio Durant. But should I have guessed? I, I think Rio would have hung around a bit longer. Plus, there was quite a few on the pegs. But like I said, I was just like, yeah. <laughs> like I don't know what happened. But anyway, that that was a pretty chunk of change, a good chunk of change. And uh, around this time of year, it's a bit hard to justify that. But uh, again, I wasn't really losing out on these figures. <laughs> Damn it all! I'm buying them. Embrace financial ruin, Corey. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. It's, it's an addiction. It's something else. Ah, uh, you can say that again. Although you can be like me and just don't go to the store. You called me on Friday, <laughs> Friday at work. Very quiet Friday afternoon with our American friends out for the weekend. So my day was quite, quite slow. I get a call from Corey. Oh my goodness. He emailed me last week and he's calling me this week. What's up? He goes, oh, yo, dude. Vojoy Toys R Us, man. They've loaded up and they've got the, the Hoth Leia and he's, he's trying to butter me up and, and get the tires pumped so I can get over, get over there and start spending my money. I said, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll make it over there this weekend. I thought I about that, it. that Hoth Leia was, was up there on your list. Oh, it is. It's, it's yeah. I mean, the, the two Black Series figures I want, Rio and Leia, those are the two I want. Those oh, are the two I need. They're glorious, man. Oh, they're beautiful. But, you know, I, I, I don't have 70 bucks right now to, to drop on black series figures so uh, i just you know what? i'm not gonna go and i just did not go this weekend I had, I had enough to do anyway so i just stayed away from toys r us but yeah i i i do feel that like tim calls it the plastic anxiety like i know that there's a leia hoth figure and it's it's 10 minutes from here and it's fabulous it's amazing it's a great looking figure and uh yeah i i just i couldn't do it and my daughter's birthday party next week and we're taking like 10 kids out to the movie theater. That's not going to come cheap. And the week after we're having a birthday party for her here with the family. And that's not going to be cheap. And then, and then three weeks later we got Christmas. So yeah, I just, uh, I cannot keep swinging for the fences on, on uh, all these toys that I want. Uh, let's just mention this quickly as well before we move on that uh, we're actually having another Commonwealth gift exchange as well which we actually just all got our secret Santa names this weekend, which is pretty awesome. Did we? I did, anyhow. Huh. I did. Was I, did, I just oh. miss, did I just miss the whole thing? Like, I didn't get anything. Was there a, sure you uh, didn't. Was there, a, was there a password issued? Yep. Huh. All right. I'll, I'll follow up with Tim, and I'll, 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 I'll dig into it. I'll get my name. And, and before moving on, I actually I bought... Uh, my sometimes douchey big brother, the most perfect gift. You guys are going to freak when you, when you see this thing. <laughs> what is it? Oh, it's, it's really good. You'll see. Oh, I thought I could get you one. I thought I could get you to, to bite. But I will say that honestly, when I saw it, I was just like, this is it, man. I saw it like a month ago. I was like, yes, 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 yes. A hundred times. If it's Raylo fan art, I'm going to choke you with it. Oh, that would be pretty good too, though. <laughs> I could probably do that on my own. Oh, I'll definitely choke you with that. I might, I might actually just go all the way and choke you out with that. <laughs> <laughs> Pull a Ted DiBiase with it. 
<laughs> For sure. Oh, man. All right. Uh, sh- should we load somebody up with an early Christmas gift here? Let's Ooh, do it. Let's we, do it. We do That's that early? a good one. Ooh. For the yeah, art do of it. Solo? Do All right. Everybody in the box. I need that book, man. Oh, I bet you do. I want it. Eventually. Whatever. One way or another. All right, guys. Let's reach in the box here. Let's pull in a name. And the hardcover, beautiful art of Solo goes to... Who is it? Tim. The aforementioned Tim from the Nerd Room wins himself an art of Solo. Is Tim a two-time winner? Tim is... Yeah, we're we're at that point now. We now have enough winners. No, is is he a two-time winner in the sense that, you know, remember ads defaulted? Yeah. Uh... Okay. Well, I guess this is the first time pulling Tim's name from the hat. Okay. Still, big still, winner. Yeah, Tim, congratulations, sir. Now, now, he, now he has to put a book in his room. He actually already <laughs> has it signed. Uh, don't lie. You got to try better than that, Corey. Tim, congratulations, my friend. All right. So I, I do have in hand our final giveaway for the year. Ooh, we're announcing it are you announcing it oh, i don't know should i yeah 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 dude bring it come on it's that time of year is it is it yep. okay well i guess there's, there's a small story to go with it because i haven't been truthful with you all not only just you two here but everybody listening i've i have not been entirely truthful in that um at some point in the past i omitted a certain item from my own collecting update so as not to tip my hand on anything so you know, we we have the promo going on right now, where whereby if you bring somebody into the Powerful Friends program, you can uh, tip the scales in your favor, so to speak, by, you know, depending on what tier they join up at, you will get a certain extra number of entries to our contest. So I wanted to leave so- this one for the end of the year because, it, because it's the biggest gift we've done. And also, it's you know, it's Christmas. This is going to stand in as our, as our Christmas giveaway. So I wanted it to be big on two fronts. Can we create fake accounts and just stay in, stay on board for like a month? <laughs> Listen. Like, yes, Corey referred me. He's such a great guy. Love that <laughs> chop rules with a Z. Well, I guess I guess there's no rule against that, but it would be in a total breach of the spirit of the contest and and a breach of the spirit blah, blah, of the blah. season you dirty rotten pig who just doesn't seem to care about anything tell us what, what is it anyway <laughs> well okay i don't even know yet you don't even know yet okay well you it's funny Corey. you did mention it earlier uh for our december christmas giveaway <gasps> we will be giving away a oh. black series <sighs> enfys nest wow oh, nice with the Dude. bike Oh, Dude. that's you! I saw it. it was on special actually. I saw it. Uh, so it I've great. had I've had mine since the summer. I picked up a couple of them once upon a time in early in the summer. I I had to have it. Inf- Enfys Nest is such a standout character, and I dirty I, dirty rat. Yeah, hiding that from us. Oh yeah, I'm actually looking at it right here. Right here, fellas. I don't know what happens if I turn on the camera right here, and so you guys can see it, but. Just remember what I said about your Christmas gift day. It was perfect. Oh, is that so? <laughs> we'll see. We'll see about that. Oh, is that so? 
is, is it going to be as perfect as the gift that we send out at the end of this year for a powerful? I don't race? know. That that that's pretty solid, dude. Especially, I don't know, man. If you paid full price for that, you're 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 bonkers. Well, we don't need to talk about that, do we? Still, it's, it go. It all goes to a good place. I like to. Yeah, I like I, to spoil our powerful friends. What can I tell you? Yeah, I I have to agree with you. That is, that's a heavy gift, man. Like that. That's one that's got to come out of the box. You oh, you have I mean? to. Like, you have to unbox this. I mean, I guess you could leave it in the box, but you're what a disservice. Like you see the yeah. figure in the window here, but uh, yeah, I mean the bike, the swoop bike itself. I mean this thing's huge. It's a really big piece, and it it display it. It. I mean, I haven't even taken mine out of the box yet. I guess out of some sort of weird sense of uh, solidarity. <laughs> Don't take mine out of the box yet, okay? I'll. I'm not, I haven't decided yet what I'll do. What I'm going to do with it. Oh, I'll, I'll be sure to keep you in mind. Well, Corey, you know what? Why don't you bring a friend into the program and we'll add a bunch of na- your name to the list a bunch of times. So why don't you go work? I on might that? bring. A, I might bring a whole bunch actually. Why don't you do that? <laughs> yeah, for a month. Yeah. Th- wow, <laughs> that would get you tarred and feathered. <laughs> it, it really would. If. So- <laughs> If somebody came into the program and then left after a month, and but you walked away with Emphis Nest, and then they, they bolted, people would be like, okay, Corey, that was a really douchey thing. Because for sure you would have hook, hooked it up. Yo, dude, you got to help me out. Just sign up for a month. I'll pay it, and I'll win the Emphis Nest. I'll be like paying like three bucks for it, man, and you can leave. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll, be, I'll be like, no, it was all Carlos. <laughs> Anywho, so there you go, powerful <laughs> friends. Congrats to Tim. Yeah, seriously, bro. You're on a roll, brother. And by the way, oh, this, and just, just as a, as a, I guess a disclaimer, everybody is in the mix for December. There's no winner circle exemption for this final prize. It's such a, it's a, such a biggie that, you know, I, I, I can't leave somebody out. It's a free for all battle Royale. So Tim could win again or Neil could win again and be a three time winner. Who knows? It could. It, this could go any any which way. Look, it's Christmas time. We all know Dave Donovan's going to win. That's just the way it is. Luck Car- of the Irish. Or- and Carlos just sits here twiddling his thumbs. <laughs> well, you know what I'd like to do? Um, the four of us, uh, the four, fourth person being James, we're getting together at some point in December at least once. Uh, so what I'd, I would love to see if we can pull a winner there, record it, and then just save that for the uh, whatever episode we dro- we drop it in. We nice, could... I like that idea, man. Well, the the only the only problem is if we get together mid month, we cut off like a good, you know, week plus. You know what I mean? Like if somebody <laughs> if somebody does pull in a powerful friend, but we've already done the draw, sucks to be them. So let's put the caveat that it has they have to be in the program by December 14th. Yeah, that's our projected date, right? For uh our our, our big old fashioned date night. <laughs> yes, exactly. All we're, right, yeah, so that's all... it. You got to be in by say end of business, 5 o'clock Eastern, December 14th. That's 3 o'clock Pacific and 1 o'clock Hawaii time. And if if Kigo has any friends that uh, he, he can uh, trick into joining us, they have to be in <laughs> by this Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Well, that, yeah. So there we go. I'm excited. I I I can't wait to see somebody 
pull somebody's name. Maybe I'll get one of you guys to pull it. And if you guys pull your own name, it'll be really, really awkward. What would you do if you pulled your own name, Carlos? I would uh, be so happy that I would do the Dance of Joy. The Balky Dance of Joy in the restaurant? Balky Dance of Joy in the restaurant. Ba, da, 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 da. Hey, 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 hey. Corey? It's tough to say, man. You know, being Christmas and all, I think I'd have to give back to the people, yo. Get at it. Don't lie to the people like that. Yeah. yeah. He already has one. He already has one. He no. just tipped his hand. You are, shut your mouth, your dirty, no. dirty mouth. You already no, I got have the, one. I got the vintage, uh, the vintage collection one so far. That that sustained me for the time being. Yeah, but now but, you know uh, I have t- I have two in my house right here. That must burn you up. Mm, a little. <laughs> I'm curious because if you got them at a discount, then I'm going to be really upset and saying that well, why don't you hook me up? Did did I get them at a discount in the summer? I don't know. I don't think so. Didn't they drop in July? They dropped in May, but they only showed up end of June, beginning of July, didn't they? It's something like that. Yeah, I've had these here for quite a while. Like, Corey's been in my house several times since then, and they've been here the whole time. The whole time. It was wise of you to keep her a secret from me. (laughs) (laughs) Are you saying my failure is complete? Uh, no. No, I should have looked better. I should have looked better. <laughs> oh, damn. What are you doing downstairs? Nothing. No, no, no. Don't <laughs> worry about it. Boxes falling all over the place. Putting in the replacement <laughs> X-Wing Luke. <laughs> oh, Corey. I know I know you want that so badly. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll just give it to you for Christmas. With an empty's nest? Man, oh, that's generous. Oh guys, I just got another I just got another email from Walmart. Let's see let's see. Cyber Monday starts soon. <laughs> Build your cart now to be ready for 12 a.m. Eastern. You oh my god. Oh. I just opened my email. Let's let's see uh, how many come in. Last time I checked was at 751. It's 1010. I got two. I Ooh, got two. Also <laughs> just in. Wow, this is this is Tim's day. The Calgary Stampeders defeat the Ottawa Red Blacks to win the Grey Cup. Oh, I did not watch <laughs> one CFL game this year. Not one. I think I watched a total of maybe one game when you combine every, every minute together. Yeah, that's not great. <laughs> no, no. I mean, our the team is were actually really down this year. Oh, too. The, the quality of play looks, looks dreadful. I mean, of course, I'm watching our team here, which, man, are they bad. Holy cow. We were spoiled for so long that any dip would seem like terrible, like an absolute absolute catastrophe, but our team is a hot mess. Anyway, <laughs> I, I can barely stay awake when talking CFL on a good day, so let's let's move on. And Dolphins lost, by the way. We are now sub-500. <laughs> I knew it would come to this, Carlos. I knew it. It was seven. They, it Me was too. seven, seven to seven in uh, the second quarter. It was it was around the two minute warning, and I turned it off. I think Indy had the ball in our zone, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not happy about this. <laughs> I turned it off, completely forgot about it, and uh, yeah, you brought the pain. Yeah, they've done it. Started three and zero. Now now five and six. So you can do the math from there. And we were four and one also. Yeah. Ugh. 
it's ugly. Yep. It's ugly. Okay. <laughs> let's let's talk about Star Wars here. Twenty six minutes into the show. Um. So lately we've been. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way you. Nice caveat there. Twenty six minutes into the show. Well, I mean, let's, like, okay, fine. We've been talking some Star Wars, but we haven't. We, we've given things away, but now we're we're going to get into it here. Like so, okay. We've been talking a lot about the the things we don't want to see in episode nine. So I thought maybe this week we would flip that and let's talk about, let's be a little more positive and talk about the things we do want to see in episode nine, trying to be specific. Like I, I don't want to say like, I want there to end with balance. That's so sweeping in general. Yeah, like, Corey. And, but it's not, I mean, it's not invalid. It's just, we've, we've spoken about that. So let's, let's try and get a little more granular and, and see just Big things, small things, and even just the tiniest little details—something that you really hope to see. Uh, let's let's get into this here. So, Corey, let let's let you uh, kick it off here. Tell us something you want to see in episode nine. Bring back uh, Constable Zuvio, please. <laughs> let's see this guy in a speaking role. Definitely. I could see him having a pretty cool voice. So that's that's a of all the things in the world that you could ask for, the first thing you bring up is Zuvio. Yeah, let's get that out of the way. That's actually kind of a joke, but uh, <laughs> whatever. I'm I'm down with it if it were to happen. Well, I mean, there is there is a rumor of going back to uh, Jakku. Uh, how about you, Carlos? Uh, for me, what I really want to see is uh, a Force Ghost Jamboree. Oh no, my god! Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I want to see a new Jedi, like uh, uh, an unknown Jedi. Ooh, good one. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I want to see. I want to see somebody who's been elsewhere in the galaxy, uh, maybe captured or indisposed. Uh, during the Battle of Crate and uh, Luke's heroics actually uh, inspire, him yeah, inspire him or her uh, to uh, to come out of hiding. I think that's that 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 would make what Luke did even better. And uh, yeah, so that's what I really want to see. Interesting, you say that. I actually sent Kyle an article this week that uh, says that. Uh... Ezra Bridger will be back and they find him in the unknown regions and he'll be back for uh, this movie. Does he pull us? If he doesn't pull a star destroyer out of the sky, I don't want anything to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Is, is, is Ezra really a Jedi though, Corey? Is he? Uh, yeah. At this point is last lesson from Kanan. Was Kanan yeah. really a Jedi? I mean, I know he got knighted. Yeah, he was. By the end, his his actions, like, for sure. He was understanding it more and more. Look, but, there are different degrees of Jedi, right? But by the time like he's if you, blind... If you, talk about a hockey t- you talk about a hockey team, you have a number one center, who's like your Mace Windu, and then uh, some Jedi are uh, plumbers. And I would put Kanan in that category. Well, Kanan to Fourth line be... plugger. No, man, for Kanan to have survived Order 66 and maintained that long, like, definitely a special, special Jedi, in my opinion. 
Like, everybody, yes, everybody he was, gets lucky. Yeah, no. Not every in this case. Every dog has his day. Every <laughs> wolf, man. Okay, so I want to see... It's something I wanted... I thought we were going to get in Episode 8, but we didn't. So I, I hope we still get it in 9. So I, I want to see a big space battle, a huge one. But I want that to also feature uh, Kylo Ren versus Poe in a dogfight. I still I like want it. that confrontation, in like, a starship confrontation. It's true, because the First Order doesn't really have their ace pilot, you know what I mean? Oh, I mean, they could introduce one. You know, that, yeah. They could just do that in two seconds flat. It's Kylo, man. But yeah, like I, I, I want to see, there's, there's already animosity between the two. And we've seen Kylo square off against everybody. Like he's he's had a a, a thing with Finn. He's squared off with Ray. Well, he has a thing with Poe. And he, when he interrogates him, I course. have no idea. We had the best resistance pilot. Like he's a big baby. He's like, oh yeah, you think you're so good, huh? Yeah, I, I would love Smoking to see Poe. Wouldn't that be cool though? I mean, I don't know how it how well it turns out for for Poe or Kylo, but. If one of those two was going to die in that battle, I know. I guess I think I knew who it would be. Watch what you say. <laughs> I, I don't think either would die, but I do think it would be absolutely uh, an absolutely intense adrenaline pumping scene. And yeah, they have a they'd have a stare down. Who's got the better hair? Ooh, that's a good question. Hmm. Well, Corey, put that, write that down. Maybe that that can be a, a big topic for episode one fifty four. He's got the look. Uh, so okay, so in the, in the midst of this big uh, dogfight, or not dogfight, a big space battle. Like, I don't know where the resistance or rebellion. I don't know where they get their fleet from. Mm-hmm. But I mean that that would be part of the fun of it. You know, like, let I, 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 geez, I don't know if, if the resistance would have gathered any extra steam on their own in the interim, but imagine just the first order is finally about to squash them. And then some fleet, maybe led by Lando, who knows, hops out of hyperspace just in time uh, to, to bail them out and at least spark this big battle. Yeah. Leia's death being the catalyst, man, to bring everybody back together. I, I yeah, I have no idea how they play that, but there's there, we've got to get a big space battle. I, I don't feel like that that box has been. I, I hate doing that whole checklist thing with with Star Wars, but we've got to get a big epic space battle at some point in this trilogy, right? Yeah, it's I just true. Ho- I just hope it's not at the end. Like I hope there's not like a three prong um, attack, kind of like what we got in Jedi. In Jedi or or um, uh, some of the other movies, like it, it would be cool if it was like end of first act or end of second act, and then the end of the third act is more of a more of a a mystical, magical campfire thing, you know. <laughs> well, I think I think you're kind of right there, Carlos. I think the 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 deeper we get into nine, I think the more they kind of zone in on Kylo and Ray. So I, yeah. And it's got to be its own movie too. Like if JJ goes ahead and does what Carlos had just said, the exactly like Jedi with the three way, you know, the land assault, the air assault, and then the, the force battle as well going on. 
Oh, look, he's rehashing Jedi now, too. Yeah, I'm sure somewhere in his mind that's creeping around. So I'm sure he wouldn't want to follow that that beat or all those beats the way they unplayed it, they played out in Jedi. Oh, man. But yeah, I, I, I like the idea of maybe having the, the big space battle be the uh, the second act. The big closer for the second act. Or like halfway through a movie, there's always like a big action set piece, right? Maybe that would be it. I don't know. They're like... You're going to have to see the First Order most likely go down, be destroyed in this film. If you do it in the second act, then... No, what, what would be really cool is if there's no clear-cut winner from that battle, and there's so much destruction, um, and everybody retreats their own way type of thing, uh, you know, licking their wounds... But uh, that doesn't but, sound but, like much of a conclusion. <laughs> but no, but it's not a conclusion because it's in the middle of the movie. So the conclusion comes from from the the death of the leader of First Order or re- Rebellion. You know what I mean? Where it's kind of like you can you can have a huge battle like in Episode Two uh, on Geonosis. Where you have a huge battle where tons of Jedi are fighting, or you can have a Yoda and Palpatine fight. Because you know that if Yoda wins that fight, then it's over. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All all the others all the other fighting is done at that point. Yeah, you cut uh, the head off the snake. Exactly. Exactly. So that that's that's what I'm thinking would be fantastic. If the, the the culmination is not the destruction of that ultimate weapon, like in episode four or episode six or episode seven, <laughs> uh, <laughs> where the culmination is from the head of the snake being cut off. Yeah, and and really, who who is the head of the, the the head of the snake at this point? I mean, I think we have to say Kylo, but right yeah. now it's Kylo. But we're probably sure. it's probably going to be Richard E. Grant. I think, who is probably playing Hux's father. I think he's dead. If I'm not mistaken, Brendel Hux is dead. Okay, so his uncle then. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Someone who has an agenda. Yeah, somebody somebody who has, who comes out of retirement, let's say, to... Not even, just has a military mind, whereas Kylo is kind of just more impulsive. Well, yeah, just yeah. maybe like the the uh, the Tarkin, or I guess to use yeah, another name, the, exactly. the Thrawn, like the the military genius, like the, the the authoritative guy in the First Order that people do respect. Yes, I don't, exactly. I don't, I don't think we have that person. No, and I, that's that's probably who he is. Fits the mold. He certainly fits the mold. Yeah, because uh, I, I I don't blame Hux. I don't blame the the jokes that that Ryan Johnson set him up for. I don't blame it on that. Like I never, I I, I never really bought into this, you know, thirty year old General Hux as the leader of the First Order. I, I had a lot of trouble with that from the get go, and I, I still I I struggle with it now. Like Captain Kennedy was sort of passive aggressively mocking him, right? Five bloody minutes ago. Yeah. Snoke mocks him in this. Everybody mocks him in this one. But the first, uh, the Force Awakens, you know that speech and all that. He looked pretty serious. I was like, okay, I buy into this uh, this Nazi type. 
Oh, Doesn't yeah, he you... look like he's tweaking out a little bit? A I'll little bit. This, in this movie <laughs> compared to the first one? He looks a lot paler, right? He, it looks like he he's going through withdrawal syndrome. A little bit. Yeah, he saw he saw Snoke beforehand, and he sprayed that silver stuff in his mouth, and was like, "I'll take you to the gates of Valhalla myself." <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, Holy no, because he, when he gives that speech, that speech on Starkiller Base, and um, he's he's in control of all his faculties. He his eyes are clear. Uh, you know, there's no redness. There's no. There's no nothing, and I think the destruction of Starkiller really plays a huge. Considering there's no gap between the movies, like it really plays a huge, a huge part on him. Maybe he, you know, he uh, ended up uh, rescuing Phasma somehow, and and uh, you know they went out drinking, and uh, I don't know. It's just he's a completely different character. So I don't know. Maybe they're maybe they uh, they touch on. Uh, on substance abuse. <laughs> There's a left turn for Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. Alex How can't put down the Jim Beam. Yeah. <laughs> you want a cup of Jawa juice? <laughs> All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw one out here. I think I think we should. I I want this really badly. Anyhow, this is a please do for me. I kind of want again. I'm, this is a bit broad, but a more deeper understanding of the force but when you look at it i think we can learn that through the past jedi in that we have these books on hand now so let's get a better understanding of ray her power through these books get a deeper understanding of what the past was possibly like and possibly reinterpret what we know the jedi to be at this point like when we look at these mosaics of jedi prime and whatnot uh, I really believe this guy had a much different understanding of the force than what we've perceived it to be within the last six films or seven films, you know, mm-hmm. like to me, there was a real yin and yang going on there. And I know gray Jedi is a dirty word, but uh, I think Ray's going to be a character that can make it, the audience understand the force in a new a magical way. That's going to make sense for her character as she reinvents things. That's not how the force works. We don't know. Well, I'm with you. I'm with you with that on that core. Like I, I do hope that JJ picks up that thread just a little bit. Like I don't want, I don't need, I don't need it to be as on the nose as Ray sitting cross-legged in front of a campfire, reading the books just so we know, Oh, look, she is studying from the books, but I, I, I do hope it's somewhat clear that Ray has grown substantially and where she got, the knowledge from, I hope, like, I hope they make it clear that, uh, you know, that she has grown with actual Jedi knowledge and she's just not like trundling along, twisting in the wind, doing what she feels is right. Even though like she seems to have a great moral compass. I'd like to know that she does have some, uh, basic understanding of, of Jedi philosophy under her belt now. Well, not even that. I feel like she's going to break the mold in the sense that, uh, you know, when people look at these uh, scripts, even like if you want to make it like analogous to like our Bible and stuff like that, it's all kind of up for interpretation, right? So I really think the way she interprets things is going to be like honest and true to the fact, you know, like she reads it 
the way it's supposed to be read in a way, if you catch my drift, like she understands it in a way that not necessarily everyone did. Like, like, no, it means this, you idiot. And they're kind of like, hmm, you're right. It's it's a much broader uh, subject, I guess. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess the Jedi sort of pass it down the way they want the lesson to be conveyed. Whereas Rey will just read it and, like, read what's on the page. And she, there's, there's no filter. There's no bias. And, and maybe that's the, the recalibrating the, the, the Jedi Order needs. And I, I guess tangentially related to that is I, I hope that if they explore that ground in episode nine, that it's picked up on in, in Ryan Johnson's trilogy. Yes. I hope, I hope Ryan Johnson's trilogy takes us in a trip back in time. Yeah, I hope Ryan's Johnson is really has its own trilogy. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> uh, so I have a please do, and it actually concerns Ray. Um, I really want to see her, and this kind of comes back to what you were saying uh, earlier about uh, knowing that she read the books without uh, having to see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I love how in episode seven she has the three buns, and then after she goes for that swim, her hair is different. I want to see her with a Padawan braid. Just a braid, like everybody knows what it is. Nobody has to talk about it, but we know that she's been reading the books and she has a Padawan braid. Like she's, she's, of, like, she's Ronin, man, masterless. No, Jedi. no, no. Force, force, Jedi Force Luke, man. Force Ghost Luke. Yeah, hopefully. He's, that, he, that he's teaching her. Well, we know, uh, we, we highly suspect that he will appear to her in the movie. I, I wonder if, it, if it'll be. Uh, the first time he appears to her or if he'll be doing it if, if it's something that we'll learn that in the interim he's been tutoring her over the course of you know however long we yeah. get between between eight and nine yeah i don't think it's uh uh hey ray it's been a while how's it going i can help you be a jedi no i think when, when we see her she's already further along uh, and and we uh, we kind of have to know that there's there's been communication happening. I don't want that. Oh, out of the blue, you will go to Dagobah. You know that whole thing. Like I, I don't want that. It's, it's already want... been done though. Like think about it in this capacity, Carlos. Where you know, look at Luke training on Dagobah and the difficulty and his his trouble with being able to believe. Like Ray is like this blank slate where she she kind of just does and doesn't necessarily think about it. You know, like. The end of the last Jedi, okay, moving rocks. Like Luke was like struggling with like three or four. Like eh, I'm standing on my head. Her, she was just like okay. Like that's what I was saying before. Like she just sees things in a different light. Like okay, moving rocks. Boom. I just pretty much move like a mountain. Like no, but she says moving rocks in the sense of like in the grand scheme of of what a Jedi can do. Uh, sometimes it's as simple as just moving rocks. I think exactly, that's, yeah. That that's that's where she says it, kind of to to brush off what Luke said to her earlier, right? Because he's like, everything you said is wrong. Um, when she says, you know, oh, it's about uh, you know moving rocks and whatever, and he he kind of makes fun of her. But then when it comes to the end, how simple it is to save her friends. It's just it's it's just getting those those simple objects that, out of the way 
those that difference in power scale between Luke and her. You know what I mean? Like by the end, like how she's coming to these realizations by herself, and again, like just. No, but being, it's done know, on purpose. It's done on purpose. Yeah. Because we just see Luke do something unimaginable, and then all Ray has to do is move rocks out of the way to 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 save the rebellion. You understand? So it's like they're working in tandem, but Luke is the one who does the the big thing by force oh, yeah. projecting himself across the galaxy. For sure. And doing something that we've never seen before. And Ray is aware of it. She knows what he's doing. She knows the lessons, but she doesn't have to do that same sacrifice. All she has to do is move rocks out of the way. I think it, it, it's done on, on purpose to kind of lay the groundwork for future um, big things from Ray. But you have yeah, to start sure. somewhere, right? Definitely. Like I, I was kind of comparing them at the same age and like being like, say, picture Luke Empire, you know, versus her in this. But yeah, I mean, she, the potential is definitely there to rewrite the uh, the Jedi code, if you will. Well, one of the things with Rey, that I, when you contrast Luke and Rey, like Luke throughout the, the, the entire, well, at least through A New Hope and Empire, he's always doubting himself or he doesn't believe. Whereas Rey believes she she trusts like I can do this. I can do this. Well, no, she's been self-reliant. Yeah, it's like it's it's that's confidence. a complete opposites. They're 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 polar opposites. And I, I think that's a big part of it. Like when Lu, uh, Yoda admonishes Luke for not for you know, I don't believe it. That's why you fail. Yeah, exactly. Ray believes, exactly. and that's why she succeeds. She no, she thinks she can, and she will. That's I. I she I thinks love she that. can so much that she 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 goes into the lion's den to try to to try to turn Kylo. To the light. That's how much she believes. That's how naive maybe she is in yeah. believing. Whereas Luke is, well, whatever happened to my father? Like, he's just. Uh, he goes for them, though. He goes for him. Come on. Uh, he's a, Luke's a bit of a puss. Come on. Like, no. He's the whiny teen. Yeah. Everybody knows that by now. He's the whiny teen. He's, but he's, he's been coddled. Not really. Uncle Come Owen. On. Uncle Owen. He coddles him. Ah, uh, coddled. I don't know if he coddled. He was sheltered. Sheltered. Yeah. Okay, you're right. Shel- you're right. You're completely right by by correcting my the the, the adjective I tried to use, or the adverb, or whatever. The f- I don't know. <laughs> anyway, whatever the word is. Okay. So yeah, you're right. He was sheltered, uh, and you know, even sheltered from Obi Wan himself. Right. Sure. So, Absolutely. So yeah, definitely sheltered. Ray, Ray is Ray is working for a thug, and she has to survive on her own. She's a scavenger because she has no choice to be. So it pushes her further along. The emo- you know what the, the difference between Luke and Ray is the emotional maturity. Yeah, she could have become yeah. feral, wild, you know, but she didn't. Yeah. Uh, Carlos, you got another one. Uh, well, I just brought up the Padawan break. Oh, you did. So. Yeah, right. So, I mean, yeah, I think we completely lost track on that one. Uh, I yeah. That would be nice to see. And I, it would be sort of an indication that she is sort of getting into that lane to say, okay, I'm, you know, this is the way Jedi did it. I'll do it too. Like she's going to exactly. reinterpret things in her own and way. I, I, and I don't even think it's Luke that tells her to do it because he never had one. So I, it's, it's not about, um, not to say that she's not getting any instruction from Luke, but she's just 
she's using Luke and the books in tandem. You know, best of both worlds. Yep. Yep. That, that's absolutely. my hope. That, yeah, I want to see your measure cool. metachlorian count. Oh, <laughs> stop it, you. You know Master they're not going to do that. Master sir. I heard you talking about midichlorians. What are midichlorians? <laughs> Don't ask you little shit. <laughs> no, I watched it today. That's why uh, with the kids and uh, yeah, pretty, uh, pretty cheese. How about this one? I don't know if I think you guys might be on the same page here, but please I don't. Do, I don't right? What's that? Yeah, please do. Yeah, yeah I please. don't. Uh, I don't think this door is closed on us as of yet, and I think there's a story to be told there, and I think the door was left way open by uh, Ryan Johnson. So let's get the Knights of Ren back in the game. Yeah. Get a little background on them, maybe even a little tie-in somehow. Uh, let's let's see them be these lost Jedi or the Jedi that followed Kylo Ren. Something, some cool cut like that, you know. That means we got a mad lightsaber battle or whatever. The like, the uh, the the odds could be stacked against our heroes, man. And I really, uh, I like that. I want to see uh, something more than a Praetorian guard. I have almost exactly the same thing. Like, I I want, like, let's make them a part of Star Wars lore, and. Yeah, just just give them a bigger function in the movie beyond what the Praetorian guards were. I was I was really let down by those guys. I don't know what I was expecting, but yeah, they could be. I mean, it still makes sense, you know. Like everyone, everyone beats on this drum, you know. Star Wars family, and then Ray, her family's nothing. Right. I get that. I think that's an interesting uh, way to take her story. And it says a lot about her character. But at the same time, I think Kylo could have been lying or he could have been just uh, pulling an Obi-Wan from a certain point of view. Right. Yes. Your parents are drunks. Whatever. They're the Knights of Ren. I know them really well. I look I looked at these guys. They're a bunch of uh, <laughs> like, you know, delinquents, whatever it is, you know, like they're my people. I know them very well. They 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 traded you for drinking money, which could possibly be true, you know. Yeah. Even though the timing of it all doesn't really add up, but yeah, I don't know that they're gonna dig so deep into iron, ironing those unknowns out. And it, well, on like I'm with you on the Knights of Ren. I don't know that we like if we've learned anything, you know, across the trilogies is that we don't always get character background in these movies we get what we need for the movie itself like we never learned palpatine's background and that was fine nobody complained about that snoke we didn't get anything about his background it apparently that was a cardinal sin but i i think knights of ren i think we can connect enough dots there that you know the, the ones the jedi apprentices that left with kylo became knights of ren i i don't know that we need any more than that you know what I mean? Like, I don't think we need to go into great detail in the film exactly their names and exactly their identities before they turned or exactly how many people they've killed. Yeah, save that path. for a comic book. Yeah, this, the movie's not going to get bogged down in those sort of details, I don't think. No, I agree. But yes, I do want them in the movie for sure, and I want them to have a stronger presence than... than do you want I... them to be those lost Jedi or the, the ones that followed Kylo anyhow? Yeah, for like sure. That's a, there's a story to be told there. Yeah, for sure. like, come on. <clears throat> like, I mean, more is there... force users, the better. 
I mean, I, I don't, I don't think it's confirmed, but th- that's got to be who they are. Some left with Kylo, and he slaughtered the rest. That, that's got to be the Knights of Ren. So yeah, that that, that is on my list. But another one on my list, uh, I want to see more. Like I want, I want a significant piece of the victory in taking down the First Order to go to Finn. Like I really hope Finn doesn't sort of uh, fizzle. I, well, yeah, fizzle. Like get sh- shortchanged here. I'd like to see him get a good slice of the victory pie here. I kind of agree with you. Like I have something similar to that in the sense that I want to see a bit of a time jump and and a mature, a more mature role for all our hero characters in the sense that Poe's a, a very high-ranking military leader. Like uh, we've been left to believe that anyhow with Leia saying follow him. You know, looks like we're really going down that route, and I hope he embraces that and learned his lesson from his errors of the in the Last Jedi that cost them pretty dearly. Do you, do you think and, they all have, do you think we get like ranks like do you think we go from so yeah. I I assume that by the end of of episode 8 that uh Poe is back to being commander Dameron I just, yeah. I don't I don't know that there's any confirmation about that but I assume like do you think he's now general admiral, or admiral <laughs> Dameron He very well may be uh, an admiral at this point when we see if they're just starting over with that band that they have they don't have much i mean he would definitely rise to the top of the the pack there and finn would as, as well like finn's become like a warrior legend in a way you know what i mean like the way rose describes him in just that short amount of time like he is finn the, he's he's a legend you know what i mean so let's like you had said like let's have him shine more uh, let's him have him be like almost like a man of the people, you know, the way Poe is the man of the skies, kind of. He's like the ace hotshot pilot. Poe can be that man wheeling, wielding the the sword, if you will, on the battlefield with the troops and the infantry. You know what I mean? Let's see him step his game up and embrace his role as legend, and really step up to the plate. You know, it'd be weird to see him see somebody call him like uh, Captain Finn or Commander Finn, like. That would it'd be like I see General man General Finn General Finn. but that's weird like you would never call I would never call you hey Captain Corey why not you'd be, you'd be you'd be addressed by your last name yeah General two one eight seven that would be odd so I maybe there is a rank for Finn but it, whatever it's, I don't it's, think it's, Ray ever takes a rank though I think Ray just stays kind of. She's a part of the resistance, but at the same time, she'll never take a an authoritative role. She'll just yeah. be like that's the thing that sort entity. of re- relates to us as the audience that she's on a different path. She's connected, but still separate. Even though Luke also like, he had his Commander Skywalker role, I think it was always understood that Luke was going to have a bit of a different, uh, I guess, different path than what, what your traditional military person would have. But I, st- I still hope, jeez, uh, it was a long time ago where uh, what Phasma says to Finn about him being a bug in the system, I didn't just take that as idle trash talk or or just her, her dismissing it him. When she it's called a him, thing. Yeah. Like she called him a bug in the system, right? Yeah. Okay. So I, I, 
even in, in theaters, I, I never took that as just like her trash talking him. I thought that there was something to that. Yeah, there's a it's a thing. It's not just like a random one off. Like it, it does happen. Yeah, like so I, it's, a bu- I said, it's a bug. I said it on the pod at the time. I don't I don't know how far back this goes, but episode one oh five or one oh seven, somewhere in that in that range, I think I would have said something to the effect that like I hope Finn realizes maybe what woke him up and then uses that against the first order to wake up all the other stormtroopers. Or a good a good portion of them. And he could like, because at some point the, the resistance will need a, a big fighting force, and I'm sure they'll get some allies, but they're going to need thousands. And it would be, I wonder if it'd be cool if, if Finn could wake up thousands of stormtroopers to have them turn on the first order. The force awakens in the stormtroopers. Uh, yeah, that would be that would be awesome. I, I, it it kind of reminds in their me. Head? Mm, no, no. Just conscience, I think. It, it, would, it would be a good inversion and a good connection, a good mirroring uh, from the prequels, where the just one word from Palpatine, execute Order 66, and this bug in the system is activated, and the stormtroopers all, or the, <clears throat> excuse me, the, the clones all turn. You can invert that in Episode Nine and have the clones go good, or the, the troops go good. Make it a year later, so it could be, that could be interesting, because... From the Force or uh, the Phantom Menace until the Last Jedi, it's exactly sixty-six years. So let's let's execute Order sixty-seven. You know, Corey. Like sometimes, I I I wonder if those things are. I don't think those things are are always by act or rarely by accident. I I don't think that's an accident. No, I it could be just convenient, but sometimes you got to wonder: is there anything more to that? I would love to see like a battle scene, for, like uh, think of Braveheart, where the um, the Irish are on the side of the British and they're they're charging. So uh, King Edward sends in the Irish to 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 as their the first as the first wave of attack, and they come to the the center of the battlefield, and then they stop and they shake hands, and now the Irish have joined with the Scottish, and they're turning around to fight the British. Like that, that kind of scene where you have a battalion of stormtroopers uh, storming the the uh, the rebellion, and then all of a sudden they turn around, and then everybody goes to the first order. Like something something cool like that, you know? Like uh, I'm well, sure it, I'm gonna it, get it, yeah, gonna it, get shot down now, but well, all the things we're we're saying here are guaranteed to go wrong. Yeah, <laughs> I think it would be worth the price of admission for you know, for example, Hux is leading a battalion and he's he's got victory written all over his face and Finn does whatever it is he does and the two the troops turn on Hux. Yeah. To see to see Donald Gleason sort of react to that moment would be would be amazing. And you know the, the thing that he takes such pride in Hux this whole thing that he's built with all these perfect troops to have them turn on him I think is a good way for him to go out. I think that works really well. Uh, anything else? I don't want, so this is a please do, but it kind of, it's, I'd love to see Finn be unwavering. I don't want Finn to, to, 
to try to find a way to escape and then has to be like snapped back into into being the hero again. Like I think I want him to be that hero now. Like oh yeah, he's enough, sure he's a leader, man. He's in. it's it's a, it yeah, but that that's what I'm saying. So I want it. I want him to be unwavering. Uh, not that he doesn't have any character depth, but we've seen too much of him just trying to escape. And, um, you know, he's at that point now where let's just have him be the leader prepared to sacrifice what needs to be sacrificed for, for, for ultimate victory. Um, and he pushes Poe in front of the laser. Yeah. <laughs> Self-preservation, baby. I learned it from Rose. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Uh, uh and anyway you got one Corey. well before we move on on this subject or like i know it's a bit of a broad stroke like you had said don't go there but the resolution and conclusion i think are really important uh i don't know what the future holds for this franchise at this point like we've talked about time being obscured so even if they did technically end the story here and say no stories moving forward kind of you still have this veritable playground of the past to play with in the sense that it looks like technology was much higher in the past. Like time is just so obscured. So it's, it's almost not, it's like a non-issue to me. Like you can tell just stories in these timelines and it doesn't really matter, but they can choose to go down the other route and say like, it could either be kind of uh, like the end of the force, uh, the tip of the iceberg moving forward. Kind of, you know what I mean? Like I, I want this thing to have a resolution that boils down to to Kylo and Ray. To me, they're the keys to all this. I don't know how they're going to do it, but I wanted to to help the audience, to help us understand the Force in a new way, and just to kind of wrap things up neatly. I know it's a big ask, but again, it could either be the end of or the beginning of the Force, but a new understanding for us as well through Kylo and Ray. That, well, yeah, Corey, that that sounds inevitable. It's also a very broad, sweeping statement. <laughs> it's not that bad. I kind of narrowed it down there. Um, you know, we will, I think, you know, short term, we will be talking about this finality. But there's all, I think, I'm I'm almost certain that, they're, that the door will be left open. I'm still convinced that even though they're really leaning into this... Uh, final chapter in the Skywalker saga. I can't, I, I don't believe, I just don't believe it that we're done with these characters on screen. I just don't believe it. Specifically with Ray. Now they, maybe they'll do something in between episodes eight and nine, which I hope they don't do at least not, not for big screen, but I, I got, I, I, I'm just so convinced that we'll get more Daisy Ridley on the big screen post episode nine at some point. Um, my last one is just lightsaber action. There's just not quite been enough of it for my liking in the, in this trilogy so far. So let's, let's get a big, awesome lightsaber fight. Bring the Knights of Ren in Ray versus Kylo again. That's, that's inevitable. And who knows, like Carlos said, maybe they'll bring in some unknown Jedi from out of the woodwork. Let's just get people who can swing a lightsaber and, and mean it. Where do you guys fall on that one? I'm down, man. 
same thing. I want to see. We haven't seen enough of it. Like, yes, we got the Praetorian Guard fight in the last, but Kylo and her and uh, Ray didn't come to blows. Like, they were kind of on the same team. Then they broke the saber. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm and down with that, man. Ky- Kylo versus Luke, which we can always debate <laughs> was was it or was it not a, a lightsaber duel? Uh, I've seen some of the, the some of the coolest moves I ever saw were in that battle. The way Luke moves, man, is too smooth. It doesn't even leave well, footprints. How does he do that? It's that spin move, man. It's that <laughs> spin move on the diagonal there. It's it's easy to make those moves when you're not really there. And and physics and gravity don't play effect into what's actually happening. Uh, I, I I like the uh, lightsaber battle, the Praetor. I think that lightsaber duel um, in Snoke's throne room was fantastic. It's probably one of the best lightsaber duels in all of Star Wars. Um, well, the duel, the 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 the, the duel, the dual um, lightsabers battling the Praetorian guards. I really, I really, really enjoyed that. Um. But yeah, just that, that it's, classic it's, lightsaber fight between two oppo- yeah, we opposing got, we, forces. We got it a little bit in um, TFA in the force. So yeah, we got it a little bit and not quite. You know, enough. you got a little bit of you got Finn against uh, against Kylo, and then Ray against Kylo, and yeah, it just wasn't like quite enough. Double. Yeah, really. I mean, compared to the OT, I mean, we we got tons already. Yeah, definitely more in in TFA than there was by comparison to A New Hope. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's no there's no question about that. No. Yeah, I mean, it it just they they can form the centerpiece of the movie so well. I just I just hope we get a, a one one really good lightsaber sequence one one for the books like that we talk about, man, that could be my favorite lightsaber battle in all of star Wars. Anyway, I'm, I'm very curious to hear uh, from you guys out there, the things that you would love to see in episode nine, let us have it. All right. So Rick is back in with a question. Rick's been, been really good at sending in really good questions lately. So he's got this one in this week, 20 years ago this week, we got a, our first look at the phantom menace via a teaser. Four years ago, we got our first look at the Force Awakens teaser. What were the emotions you guys felt each time? I remember waiting up until midnight, refreshing my browser, expecting The Phantom Menace to hit, and it didn't until hours later, and then waiting on a slow dial-up modem for the trailer to load, only to finally be able to watch it on a thumbnail-sized box, and it was glorious. The uh, The Force Awakens punched me right in the feels, and I don't think I've fully recovered from it yet. Follow-up question. Do you guys think we'll see an Episode 9 teaser before year's end? We know we're supposed to get an Avengers 4 trailer, but I'm betting that we'll get either a teaser or at the very least a title reveal since we're not getting a film. Thanks for the great content. Welcome, Ashik, to the fold, and may the Force be with you. From Rick. All right, Rick, thank you, man. Thanks for for, thanks for the constant support. Love it. You guys, you, you really, really bring bring the heat. Uh, all right. Yeah, man. Rick really brings it. Thanks a lot. So let's let's dig into this, Carlos. Can you go? Can you reach back into your memory twenty years to the Phantom Menace teaser? 
I can't. I actually uh, I I checked it out uh, online uh, today, and uh, I don't remember it. Oh like really? The, the the only thing I remember was um, we got we got Maul right in the teaser. We got a little bit of everything in the teaser. And uh, so that was the only thing that kind of like, oh yeah, that, I thought that was like. That's the only thing I can actually pinpoint and have an emotional connection to is seeing Maul in that teaser trailer and remembering seeing Maul, but not everything else was like, uh, it was kind of distant. You got a little bit of that, um, that Tatooine music. Um, but it, it wasn't, uh, it didn't play as much. Usually I, I'm I'm good at remembering feelings, you know. And uh, this one I didn't. Um, it wasn't it wasn't that much in the forefront of my. Yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think? Take it. How, how did you feel? Well, I, I I remember this pretty. I can't say clearly at this point. It's been twenty years and a lot's gone on in between. But uh, uh, like I said, I almost felt entitled for this film in a way that uh, it was this weird time, man. Like when this film came out, I was 18. Kyle was 21. Uh, my dad was turning 50 and my parents were married like 25 years. So it was like, it was like living in the matrix. I was like, of course we're getting star Wars, you know, like I never lived in that dark period of star Wars it was like, you know, like we're just coming. I, it's like, we were just coming on a slow descent and oh, more star Wars on the way. Like, so it kind of consumed Kyle and I's teenage years. And when it came out when I was 18, like Kyle and I were all over it. It's more so Kyle than me. And I was lucky to have Kyle in that regard because Kyle was a little more vigilant in so far as going as taping uh, episodes of Entertainment Tonight for every little news bit that we can get because it was it was the internet era, but at the same time, not like it is today. So we were just consuming a lot of stuff through TV. And when it did drop, like we both knew about it and we watched it and it was absolutely incredible, man. And same thing for the force awakens as well. When, when, when I found out, found out I was like 31, my kid was even a year old. I was like kind of thinking about him a lot. So I can't say that it's two very different times in my life, but my emotions ran very high both times. Cause I was, we thought we were done with Star Wars at that point, and it, it coming back was definitely a, a milestone in my life. And now, you know, now sharing it with my son and him actually really liking it is is really special. Uh, us doing this now is amazing, and for the most part, both times I remember Kyle is kind of like uh, the foundation here in the sense that you know it was always him and I like playing off each other when we were younger. And as soon as the news dropped back in what, 2012, I believe, like we were both just like, oh, like right away we were, we were talking to each other about it. Like, did you hear? Oh my God. Like, so waiting for the film to come out after that in 2015. That was uh, a long three year wait. It was, man. And well worth it. Like, just the anxiety, the buildup, the trailer, too. I, I still clearly remember that as well. And, these are feelings that you pretty much for me personally, I thought about it and I'm like, that's a feeling I'll only get probably once or well, actually twice in a lifetime that we had the Phantom Menace and this franchise. 
knowing that we're getting so much Star Wars in the pipe, I don't think I'll be excited, yes. But it'll never be like these two reveals. Like Star Wars was said and done both times. Yeah, they have to take it away for us to have that high again. Exactly. And they're not going to do that. No, they won't. It's it's a money-making machine. That's but there's hilarious. no other franchise that can... I just got a tweet from Rick. <laughs> nice. What time does Tumbling Saber record? Right now, dude. That'll By the way, there, there's no other franchise that can get me like that. Like, uh, no matter what it is, like Marvel. Yes, I'll be excited, but there's that feeling. There, there, there was absolutely nothing like it, man. No, right there with you, man. Um, well, you, you kind of hit on some things and uh, we'll have a lot of overlap, especially growing up together. But you know, I, I was, I was 20 when this, when the Phantom Menace teaser came out and I, th- it was like, yeah, it was about this time in, in uh, 1998 and I was 36 when the force awakens teaser came and every, like between those two points, every single aspect of my life had changed dr- dramatically going from single with nothing to do, married with two kids and a full-time job, blah, 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 blah. Life had completely been uh, evolved. But like my, my excitement for both was as, as, as high as I could get excited for anything. Like I, I remember attacking that Phantom Menace trailer with, with as much enthusiasm as I could possibly muster. I was so amped for that. And I still like right behind me here, I've got my box filled with old newspaper clippings and uh, Time magazines and uh, all all the old sci-fi magazines with with Phantom Menace hype in it. Like I was so excited for that, and I, I remember being one of those people that went to or attempted to go see Meet Joe Black, so I could see the Phantom Menace teaser, yeah, on the big screen, but it was sold out because you know reasons like. We knew, like, fandom knew that uh, this movie was going to carry the, the teaser. So when, uh, this movie, uh, Meet Joe Black, will always be known for, for, for this, um, for better or worse, that Star Wars fans packed the theaters, watched the teaser, and then left. And then you know, It actually did relatively not too bad at the box office because of that, no? Yeah. I, yeah, the, it, it certainly won that weekend, if I recall correctly. And it probably push that movie to profitability but people that that was the thing like people would show up watch the teaser and then a good chunk of the crowd would leave so what these theaters did in a lot of cases what would put they would put the teaser at the end of the movie so they make you sit through it that's lame i just mean it's kind of fair to the people making the movie but come on you know well anthony hopkins uh, brad pitt claire forlani it wasn't a terrible movie it was just why did they connect it to that movie? Is the question. Are we talking about the same movie here? I don't think Me, so. Yeah, yeah. Joe Black. Yep, Joe yeah. Black, Claire Forlani, Brad Pitt, Anthony Hopkins. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, definitely. I think you're thinking about Mighty Joe Young. Uh, <laughs> oh no, <laughs> I was thinking about the one with uh, Jerry O'Connell. <laughs> Jerry O'Connell. What was it? Oh boy, let's not, let's not go there. But anyway, anyway, just, just say, to like, say, just to say, it wasn't a bad movie. Just a, why why connect? The Phantom Menace to that movie, it was kind of weird. They must have known. I just, they must have known it was a stinker. 
or felt that it was possibly going to be a stinker. So let's at least we'll get some asses in, in the seat by putting a, a Star Wars teaser yeah. on it. Yeah, but there, it was, there was definitely it money wasn't involved a stinker. There. It was a it was a, it was a, it was a decent movie. It was just I don't know, like I don't know. I just find it weird. Like that was probably gonna... a lesson in other studios to be like, yo, when we have a hot commodity with a property like I don't know, like Marvel, Spider Man, Star Wars, whatever you want to call it. Like, we're not just going to give this trailer to any movie, you know what I mean? And now we have these foundations for, like, Disney. Disney's never going to make it go, like, out of their house. You don't think? You don't, You think they could ever sell it? No, they got to do it on their own, either on their own networks or whatever it is. ABC, uh, all that stuff. Anyway, I, I don't, I don't want to divert the conversation, but I, I remember being... As excited for the for the Force Awakens as I was for Phantom Menace, which is extremely excited, and like it's it speaks to either the enduring appeal of Star Wars, or like I, I or I just have a massive case of like Peter Pan syndrome, where it's just I, I don't want to grow up, I can't grow up, and Star Wars is that thing that will always uh, generate that reaction from me, and it, I wonder like you know when I'm sixty or seventy, will I still have that same feeling? That that, that makes me excited. Or hopeful, anyway. Well, I, I just want to see how it plays off in the next variation of Star Wars. Like, when we finally get outside this... Yes, we've had our anthology films, but once we start getting into sagas of a different breed, like, I, I'm anxious to see how I'm going to react yeah, to that. I think I think Star Wars is in for a shake-up. I mean, by its very nature, you know, moving on from the Skywalker saga, I think there's, I think there's a... A big shift coming. I think I, I've said this before, but I think a, a lot of fans are either going to jump off the train entirely, and not not with any sort of resentment, although that you know there will be that group as well. But just saying, uh, you know what, I'm done. I I, I can't get involved with this <laughs> to this degree again. I'm just going to back off. I'll follow it. Maybe I'll watch it. But I, in terms of being a, a big time fan, I think it's time for me to step away. I think we're going to see a lot of that. Um, but Rick mentioned like he brings back some some big buzzwords for me anyway, like QuickTime videos and a, hmm. a real player, the video player there, and the handshake. Oh, the the modem, the modem sound. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> so oh god, those old days. Like young people, if pe- young people listen to this, they have no clue what i'm talking about <laughs> a second phone line yeah yeah having a second phone line so you wouldn't tie up the first crazy crazy stuff um yeah i mean what else can we say about that old that old teaser but i remember like the the first shot of it was almost like a straight adaptation from i think the hidden fortress but instead it was gungans coming out of the fog and it was it like when you really think about the two trailers or the, those two teasers, TFA and uh, The Phantom Menace, they both do something very similar in that they start very slowly. Like, both of them have first shots of a desert planet. Mm-hmm. And so they... I don't know if this is part of the formula, but they you know, they tell you weeks in advance or days in advance, and they start building that hype. Teaser's coming, and you get excited, and you get excited. And then it starts, and then you get, like, that green screen with, like, this has been approved for all blah, blah, blah. Oh god! Okay, next Lucasfilm logo. Come on, like, and you see that the timer on the on the the video counter is like you got a minute and thirty eight second video, 
you're 15 seconds in and you're still doing logos. You're like, you're wasting my time. Cue the music. Cue the slow music, right? And then you get that, that desert re- shot. And it's it real. It lingers. Like it's the shot that just lingers on sand. And you're just pulling your hair out at this point with anticipation. You just get to it. You've made us wait. Now the, now the video's going, but you're still making me wait. And I wonder if that's part of the genius of it, that they just, they have you eating out of their hand the whole time. But yeah, there's there's a lot of similarities between the between the two trailers that way. The uh, thing that stood out to me from the TFA was uh, was seeing Finn in the in the stormtrooper outfit. I, I that was like, wow, this is different. Like this is. Oh, like, there's, there's a lot of groups out there, Carlos. That uh, they, they, it stood out to them too. Yeah, those groups can. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but no, but. When I when I as soon as I saw it, it wasn't. I didn't get the feeling. Oh, here's somebody dressed up as a stormtrooper again. Like you could you could tell that he was a storm. Like there was something about it. Something about John Boyega's actual performance that tells you that this isn't like a rebel trying to infiltrate the. Yeah, like yeah, the Empire or the First Order. Like I didn't get that. I got it as this is an actual stormtrooper. Yeah, like why would a helmetless stormtrooper be in the middle of a desert if he wasn't trying to escape? Like I know that this is sort of hindsight now, being twenty twenty, but I I feel like actually I'm the worst person to ask because I was so spoiled on this movie, so I kind of knew, and it was I think it was very early on known that John Boyega was playing a member of uh, playing a stormtrooper, a defector. That was a Jedi. <laughs> yeah, you never know. Uh, what else? What else can we say? But oh yeah, and the, like, another similarity between the two, right? So the the teaser for Phantom Menace plays very slowly, and then you get the big bang of the Star Wars theme music, right? And then uh, you see like the the shot of Anakin's pod. That's it. Yeah. As as the score is blaring, but it does the same thing in the Force Awakens, where you have Snoke sort of voiceover. And then banging with the theme and the Falcon doing its loop-de-loop there. So mm-hmm. they they were both, they both rely on similar tricks to pump you up. But I, I, I don't know if that, that structure works anymore. Like Corey was saying, like we can, you only get this type of peak of excitement when, when you think, when you've been led to believe that Star Wars was gone. So now, now, like it's almost like we take it for granted that it's always going to be here, and that that we'll we'll get content till the day we die. So I don't know if we'll ever have that feeling again, which kind of makes me sad. But on the other hand, if if the alternative is that we we get a steady stream of content forever, I'll take it. Uh, well, okay, so definitely, uh, big time, big time excitement in all the feels both times and. I remember, like, I think... It was the, emotional. Well, I think the Phantom Menace teaser, like, there was a, the teaser that came out in November of 98, and then the full trailer came out March of 99. And I think both of in both instances, it broke the internet. Like, for sure, StarWars.com went down for one of those two releases. I, yeah, I remember something. Yeah, I remember something along those lines. It's had like t- tens of millions of views 
in a day of, of dial-up. Like, it absolutely crushed the internet. And then, of course, TFA, different era altogether with, with uh, broadband and high-speed internet. But, man, I, I remember, like, showing everybody the, tra- the trailer for you know, that, that teaser for, for The Force Awakens and just playing it over and over. I had it on my PVR at a point. And man, oh man. Actually, no, it was the YouTube app on my TV at the time. I just kept that thing going and going and going. It was crazy. People were so annoyed with me. And like people would ask me at work, how many days? And I would, I would just tell them. I always had it at the top of my mind, 512 days left. And they would just giggle. Like, of course, why do you know that now? It's so far off. And I mean, no, it's important. <laughs> All right, let's, uh, let's go into Rick's follow-up question here. So do we think that we will see an episode nine teaser before the year's end? Corey, what do you think? I don't know. Well, technically, if we go by like past record and stuff like that, like it does look that way. But uh, usually my instincts serve me pretty well. <laughs> So I'm not feeling it, man. Like it would be nice. Don't get me wrong. Like it'd be, uh, we got, they still have some properties coming out around the Christmas time, uh, time slot. So maybe they'll drop it then, but it's got to make sense for the franchise. Kind of like, not just, I don't know, not just drop. Like I really think Avengers infinity war is going to be sometime very soon. A lot of people are speculating it's going to be tied to uh, Spider-Man in, into the Spider-Verse. Would interestingly enough, I don't know if you guys read this, that drops on December thirteenth, right? Which yeah. is one hundred and forty days until the film's premiere. So they're kind of playing off the fourteen million and well, it's more five. Than that. Are you sure? Well, Spider-Man I, drop is, is what? A December release? December 13th. and Episode 9 is December of 2019. No, I'm talking about Infinity War. Oh, sorry. So, like, basically 140 days till Infinity War, which kind of plays off the 14 million possibilities that Doctor Strange had put forth. But uh, that kind of makes sense to me. I don't know what franchise they'd tie it to at this point or what movie they'd tie it to at this point. Uh, again, Mary, it'd be Mary nice. Poppins? Yeah, if possibly. They want, if they want to keep it in house, Mary Poppins. It'd be nice. That'd be a nice Christmas present, you know, because Mary Poppins comes out Christmas Day, and I, I'm missing my Star Wars this yeah, time of year. I'm really gonna miss it at this time of year. So I don't know. I, I, I honestly, my gut's telling me no. We're not gonna see anything till the new year. Although I'd like to see something this year, I just, I don't know. I'm going with my instincts, man. Uh, Carlos, I know your Skype connection is a bit spotty tonight. Are you on now? Yeah, I'm here. So what do you think? Are we going to get a, a teaser trailer for 9 before the, before the end of 2018? No, I don't think so. I think they're going to wait for principal to finish, which is uh, scheduled to finish in January or February. Should I, I, yeah, I, I want to say sooner than that. I mean, they've all kind of wrapped in like late in the year. I want to say in, in the next few weeks we'll get something. Then mm. they'll do pickups next year, of course, but yeah, no, but yeah. Like principal, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm expecting, we talked about Super Bowl, um, but I don't think we're going to get, 
I, it's if it's if we do get something, it's going to be real teaser teaser style. You know, like just a thirty second with fifteen seconds of it being like a little bit of music and logos. Like it's not going to be much. Yeah, teaser. Yeah, like big time teaser. True. I can see them. True drop. sense of I, the word. Yeah. Possibly like, dropping the title, maybe. I'm this going. Year. Yeah, I think we're going to get the title for sure by the end of the year. You you think before December thirty first? I think we're going to get a title. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take. Let, let's let's put something on that because uh, I think you're. Uh, I think you're. I think you're wrong. Well, let okay. Let's put a let's put a beer ski on it. We'll put a beer ski on it. Sure. So I I, I only did very limited research on it. So the, the title for Force Awakens was revealed November sixth of of, of twenty fifteen of twenty fourteen. Yeah, fourteen. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, the year before. Yeah, uh, and whereas the Last Jedi was the title was revealed in January of twenty seventeen. So there's no pattern. It could be either or. If 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 it's a JJ thing, I would say a title would be coming soon. If it's not, if he has nothing to do with it, which I have absolutely no idea, then all bets are off. But if we're putting yeah, down a I beer, I'll, I'll take the bet. Why not? I I think it's um. Because it's the end of the saga and they really want to keep spoilers out. Like for The Force Awakens, like you said, you were very spoiled for the movie, right? Because they were pumping out a lot of stuff just to get, get the interest. And I mean, it worked. Well, it was it was, it was was MSW. Like Jason at MSW had absolutely crushed the reporting on that movie. It was all him. Yeah. It was all him. All my info came from, from uh, Now This Is Podcasting. And he was spot on. 80 percent plus yeah i think they're gonna his his sources might be a little drier for this because they don't want to ruin it they no, don't want to there's no no cell phones on set there's nothing allowed on set this time everybody yeah, has to turn in their cell phone before they go re- report to work so there's much there's there's almost nothing coming out of this set right now unless unless of course I have no, I don't know this to be the case, but if Jason is maybe sitting on some stuff he does that he doesn't want to talk about, or can't at this point. But yeah, he'll he always gets something. But yeah, I'm, it's I'm, it's it's interesting to think though, like when will we get this trailer? Like the biggest kind of geekdom property that I can see them kind of unveiling between now and then almost is Captain Marvel, which only comes out in March. I don't know if they'll wait that long. Maybe they will. Well, we're, so, everybody's sort of bated breath now for Infinity or uh, Avengers Four. Exactly, we've got to give that time to breathe too. Like that—that's that, one lesson I think they learned in Solo. Like, give each franchise their birth. That's a fair point. I, I wonder if there's a, a a dirty underbelly to all this, and that they know the buzz around Star Wars right now is is touchy at best. So let's just. Just put it away for now. Just quietly do the work. Let's keep things quiet. We'll make announcements for the streaming service. But anything episode nine related, maybe this maybe they want to save everything for celebration. That that's another possibility. No no title for until celebration. No teaser. Nothing until celebration. That's that's an April. Rough. That that's, would be tough, man. Not like JJ. Well, if we're, I think if we're up to JJ, I don't think he would do anything at all. He's he's released movies without even telling anybody it was made. True. 
right? So, ah. Uh, it could go either way. Like I, twenty, yeah. Celebration next year is is sort of that X factor that, right, really might meddle in a lot of these predictions. Because I, th- I, I still think I'm convinced they want that event to be absolutely gigantic. And who can blame them, right? Uh yeah, I yeah. That's I'm, I I say no way for teaser. I'm I'm still even gonna say no even to like the the. 30 second true sense of the word tease but i will I, I will stick with title just to go just to say yes to something to just to be optimistic and excited about one nugget of wisdom coming out of that production and of course we'll all go nuts you'll see fandom like almost like chummed waters right throw the title out there and we, so we can all pull it apart word by word what? What does it mean? What could this mean? Oh my God. Well, remember how crazy we went for The Last Jedi. Yeah. We did scrolls, uh, crawls and everything. We got to do that again. Dude, you got to dig up our old ones, man. Cause I, I can't find, I, I don't have mine anymore. It's only the only, uh, proof it ever happened was recorded. So. Well, what episode was that? That was, that was 60 something. Need a, need a transcript. I I know I, I still have the uh, the word doc of my of my episode eight crawls. We did pretty good. I, think I remember that. I wonder if I can pull it up right now, and I'll read mine right now. I'll just I'll just pull up the last Jedi crawl and read it word for word and pretend it was mine. Mine was better though. I remember no, I don't that. Think, I don't think it was. Yeah, everyone gave me props. I think James didn't even write one. <laughs> he didn't. No, we, hey. we, we went, we went with ours, ours first. And, uh, he was like, yeah, no, I'm sorry, guys. I, I got nothing. Ooh, funny. I mean, that was fun though. And we should also let, let's make this a project for a very up close, uh, upcoming episode. Let's, let's at least try and guess a title before it drops. Yeah, we, we know we got to do the whole thing, the whole thing. We got to do it. Okay. I found my, I found my crawls. I, I had Fury of the First Order, and I wrote, The galaxy is in disarray. With the Republic homeworld of Hosnian Prime destroyed, the evil First Order is poised to impose its will upon thousands of powerless star systems. Seeking revenge for the destruction of Starkiller Base, General Hux has dispatched his army to crush the Resistance once and for all. While General Leia Organa and her allies bid farewell to a dear friend... Ray has found Jedi Master Luke Skywalker and is desperate for his help in the battle against impending doom. So that was my first one. And it's funny because they did do the funeral for Han that I alluded to here, but it's in the novel. Uh, and then my other one, uh, the Republic is in disarray. With the Hosnian system destroyed, the evil First Order is free to impose its will upon the galaxy. Uh, Obsessed with revenge, the cruel General Hux has dispatched thousands of his best troops to crush the resistance once and for all. As General Leia Organa and her loyal soldiers prepare for the imminent attack, Rey has found Jedi Master Luke Skywalker and is desperate for his help in the battle to restore peace. Those were my two crawls. Yeah, mine was definitely better. I don't (laughs) (laughs) know. But now looking back, like, like, this is that that's the movie. That's all. Yeah, that, pretty and much. It it was so easy to do in retrospect. Like the the 
if you can come anywhere close with episode nine power, like I'll stand up and cheer. Let's do it. Like that one, because we don't, we don't know anything. Not one single thing. The time jump is really key. Lots of things could have happened depending on how long they jump. Right. So yeah, I'll, I'll look up what episode we did our, our crawls in. All right, Rick. Thank you, sir. That was great. Do we have any? Does anybody have anything else to say before we uh, put a pin in? That was a great question. I just, yeah, I was just gonna say, Rick. Uh, Rick is just killing it, man. Rick is doing some great work with the questions. Thank you so much, Rick, for for contributing to the show as you do. Uh, and that's it. Then if, if I just got, I just just got an episode nine title. Oh my god! I'm usually not good at this, but uh, yeah. You guys are in for a surprise, I think. What, what's the first thing you Googled? I didn't Google anything. It just popped in my head. Lies. <laughs> <laughs> Carlos is furiously scanning through Reddit. Where are they? Where are they? No, I've never actually, I've never ever put Reddit into my search bar. Ever. I've never looked at it. I've never gone there. I, I don't know what's going on. And uh, frankly, it frightens me. It is the uh, the best of things and the worst of things. You, there's some good people in there, and it's and you get you get the worst. And it's I I can't I can't navigate it. That's my biggest problem. I don't know how to navigate that whole ecosystem. Anyway, that is it. We are done for this week, episode 153 in the books, gentlemen. Thanks so much, guys. Thank yeah, you. My pleasure. All right, guys, if you have any questions for us, send them to me via Twitter or Facebook, uh, or you can email to tumblingsaber at gmail.com. And I want to say a special thank you once again to Ashik for jumping into the Powerful Friends program. Thank you, sir. Uh, and also to Tim, congrats for the Art of Solo book. And finally, a big thank you to Rob Wade for endorsing this episode of the podcast on his baby, Emotionally14.com. So check that out. If you like laughter, check out Emotionally14.com as well as the Crazy Train podcast. Now, also, if you want to become like Ashik and be, be a powerful friend and get into the draw for the Black Series Enfys Nest that we are giving away uh, as our Christmas gift to our powerful friends, you can do so by visiting patreon.com slash tumbling saber and jumping on at any of the tiers, whichever suits you best. And uh, yeah, you get six additional podcasts. You get uh, the monthly newsletter, which I have to get to work on. You get access to our giveaways and you get a whole bunch, a whole lot more. We do a lot of good stuff around here. I like to think anyway. Uh, so go check that out. And uh, with all that out of the way, you guys, uh, Carlos, where can people find you? People can find me on Twitter and Instagram at ccandidomusic or Carlos Candido on Facebook. Or you can uh, be like Rick and join my Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash Creates. I just, just released my track for November. Uh, November's uh, single is called Love on 89. It's amazing. And uh, I'm going to probably be releasing a video uh, of that this week as well for all my patrons. So, uh, yeah, go check it out. Carlos Creates on Patreon. And uh, we'll see you there. Excellent. Corey, where can people find you? Well, everybody can find me with my alter ego and the closed Tumbling Saber Facebook group as Corey Roussel. 
but you can find the real me at chop rules with a Z on Twitter, baby. And you can find the absent Michelle at tediously underscore brief as she is in sunny Hawaii for the next little while. Uh, so check her out there on Instagram and on Twitter. And uh, you, you can find me at, uh, the t- of course, the Tumbling Saber Facebook group. Please join us there. It's, we, we day in, day out, have a lot of fun there. Uh, and we'd love to see you there as well. So facebook.com, just look up Tumbling Saber and join the closed group. And we'll let you right in. Otherwise, you can find me, of course, at on at Tumbling Saber on Instagram and Twitter, and we'll, I would definitely love to connect with you there as well. And uh, that is about all, everybody. So, thank you for listening to episode 153, and until next time, guys, we'll check you out again in episode 154. Have yourselves a great week, and we'll talk to you later. Struggle for the answers, questions frighten me. Circles getting wider, it's harder just to see.
I'm enrolling in Medicare soon, and it had me a little confused. Then I found MyHealthPolicy.com. With MyHealthPolicy.com, I could go online and compare Medicare Advantage plans from some top-rated national insurers, including $0 monthly premium plans. I could learn about plans in my area and talk with a licensed insurance agent if needed. MyHealthPolicy.com has made doing my research a whole lot easier. My choice. My Medicare. MyHealthPolicy.com. New to Medicare? Start now. Go to MyHealthPolicy.com to learn about some of the top-rated Medicare Advantage plans in your area, including plans for $0 a month in plan premiums, low out-of-pocket costs, and expansive provider networks. If you're thinking about a Medicare Advantage plan, MyHealthPolicy.com is a great place to go to find a plan that meets your needs. Learn more about your options. Even talk with a licensed insurance agent. MyHealthPolicy.com. 